Welcome to the Songwriters Podcast with Anne Sibley. This is a podcast for music lovers and songwriters, whether you write at home, you are just getting started writing, or you've been writing for a really long time. It's meant to inspire you to work on your own songs, engage with songwriting, and really use it as a healing process. So I'm Anne Sibley. I'm so glad you're here. We have so many fun things always happening in the songwriting coaching world that I'm leading. Registration is now open for the eight-week online songwriting program. It's called Light Up Your Soul, and what a way to start off 2024, being committed to your songwriting in a really loving and supportive group. Build your confidence, build your skills, have this beautiful community where you can come and share your music. And coaching from me, it's a beautiful thing to do your songwriting. We need to hear your voice. We wanna hear your songs. It's such a healing process for all of us. So just go to annsibley.com, sign up for a discovery call today because registration is now open for this special course, but I only take 10 people and there's an early bird bonus right now for signing up. So go to annsibley.com, sign up for that discovery call and we'll chat about this songwriting of yours. Today's guest is Katie Oberly. Not only is she a singer-songwriter, but she is also a mindfulness coach. She has these wonderful practices uh, leading us into lives of creative living, which we all really need support with. It's not something always modeled in our society to live a creative life. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation and her beautiful music. I decided even though Zoom recording quality is not perfect to leave in her beautiful live performances she did for us uh, live with me on zoom so you're going to hear her beautiful songs today and also be able to go listen uh, to her album so without further ado please welcome my new and lovely friend katie oberly good morning katie oberly i am so excited to be with you this morning thank you for being here on the songwriters podcast Thanks for having me, Anne. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be really fun. Well, I love meeting a kindred spirit. And as much as we all like to find faults in social media, it's amazing. We found each other through social media. Yes, we did. It is, yeah, an unlikely, maybe actual genuine connection. I'm just kidding. But, you know, yeah, when does that happen necessarily when you're sort of just like taking the suggestion of the algorithm of like, you might like to follow this person. And I was like, I think I might. And I, and then, yes, I felt the same way. It just, you ended up feeling to me like a kindred spirit. I love it. I love that we could find that, that the algorithms could work for us and we can say some positive things about it today because it is really wild. So, um, so Katie and I spoke on the phone just a couple weeks ago after just messaging each other in the social media world and we've been following each other. I've been so, um, inspired by your posts and the music that you're putting out and the mindfulness work that you do. And it's just so wild. I can't go any further until we tell people that we've both found out we went to the same college uh, of all places, Miami of Ohio. And um, and we also both married our college sweethearts. Mine happened to be my high school sweetheart, but then of course my college sweetheart. And so at, at our university, they call them Miami mergers. So for any Miami listeners out there, please let us know. But for the rest of you, like, what are you talking about? Katie I and I have so lots funny. of connections. We do have lots of connections. And then when you're a Miami merger, the college actually sends you and your partner a, a Valentine's Day card every year. So like we both get those. So it's the, it's so funny. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a very, it was a romantic campus. It's a beautiful campus down there in Southeastern Ohio. That is true. Music and romance and all the fun things. So this is going to be fun to dive in. I really, I would love for people to get to know you through your music and um, get to know you as a songwriter. And then I can't wait for our conversation today. So do you have a song that you can share with us this morning? Sure. So this song is called Walden. I wrote this song in the middle of the pandemic. Um, you know, in, in the phase where, at least for my family, I was feeling like alone, but never alone, <laughs> meaning like we were trying to like homeschool or whatever we were calling it, our children, you know, when they had virtual school and my husband's a physician. So he was like in one room trying to, you know, see patients virtually. And I was doing work as a therapist and doing that. And then so in some 
miracle of having some time alone, I probably demanded it and like, you know, closed myself off in my office um, and just was doodling around um, on the guitar. And I just had a melody come to me and I was like looking out the back of the, uh, in the backyard and just like up at the trees. And I was like, you know, I would just love to be transported to just like a magical, natural environment right now that I could just kind of wander around in the beauty of nature and just feel calm and um, comforted. Um, and so then I sort of conjured up Thoreau's Walden um, and also sort of like Monet's um, garden. So I don't know, it was sort of like a, it was like a vision, a vision of, of whatever your, you know, kind of your safe place is, your imagined safe place. So maybe as I sing this, you can kind of um, listen uh, and, and think about what might be your Walden. Um, so this is this is a song from my 2022 EP called Driftwood. It's Walden. I need to find something for myself A vision of peace for me That no one else can touch or reach Unless I tell them where to go Cause they don't know I'll be sitting by water lilies at the Listening to the birds sing till my blues are gone And all the songs that linger on are yellow just for me They're just for me Leaves of trees form the canopy of the bed I sleep in every night And the sun was gorgeous thank you so much for sharing that today you I felt like you took us on a little beautiful adventure into the woods mm. and um just kind of yeah bathed us in that music and obviously you have a, a show you know musical theater background I love like the you know the higher register that you're singing in and all these fun beautiful chords and beautiful guitar finger picking by the way thank you um, thank you so much no it's funny it's like i've sort of embraced i've been told on it's got to be double digits times now that people have told me a i look i not look like i i've been over the hill disney princess so you're if people at home can't see me but um but i sound like one i've been told and people can hear the musical theater influence which i am i'm a musical theater nerd um i grew up just loving all of that and so yeah it is that sort of like soprano-y of, you know, slightly dramatic, melodramatic kind of a thing, but um, folky too. And so, yeah, I've sort of embraced this sort of like 
musical theater mindfulness folk niche, I guess. <laughs> it's great. It's so wonderful because I grew up in Connecticut and I was just a train ride oh. or a not too long of a drive away from New York City. Yes. <laughs> and so I remember my first show. It feels like the first show I saw was Annie and we were in a mm -hmm. really good seats up towards the front. And I just looked at her. She came up and, you know, whatever her first solo was, I looked up. I was like, I want to do that. I want to be her. So we're definitely kindred spirits. And I love that you can, you know, use the acoustic guitar and do the beautiful finger picking, but you're, you're writing in these beautiful, yeah, Disney-esque. I mean, think about, I mean, I've worked at a school and all the little girls in the playgrounds, like all they're singing is every, and, and some of the boys too, um, but they're just singing every Disney song. They're so emotive. They're such beautiful storytelling. You know, they're usually empowering so I love that you're writing in that genre and I have a secret or um, like a secret fantasy and that's I've always wanted to be like the writers of the Frozen. Um, I've always wanted to be the songwriters that write, you know, for the Frozen movies that that husband and wife couple and they've just written such outstanding music. Oh, absolutely. No, their their stuff is incredible. It's so true. And aren't they, they're coming out with Frozen 3, right? I mean, I think that's happening. I am sure. People, but um, yeah, it was funny. I, so I have a new part-time gig. Um, and this is what we, another thing we have in common because I'm singing at, um, for a hospital system in a couple of their, um, cancer care centers and so for, for patients and families. So I sing and play guitar. And then I also have a set of crystal singing bowls, um, that I, that I bring as well. But yesterday I had from last week, one of the nurses requested, um, Oh, what did you, oh, Colors of the Wind <laughs> from Pocahontas. And so then I was like, when I learned that, I'm like, well, I've got a whole, let's just do a whole princess medley. And so then all the nurses were like, just like time warped back into their childhoods, right? And then they all started talking about like, oh, should we all dress up as Disney princesses for Halloween? <laughs> so like, it's just so funny. Um, so yes, I've embraced it. And I do think, I think Disney's getting better in general too, of like making, you know, their characters more... In, know empowering to the next generation um and yeah i, I do some, love some of the writing so yeah influence from i'm sure disney influence from musical theater but i also am influenced by um the sort of i call them like the lilith fair ladies you know indigo girls and then sarah mclaughlin and jewel and lisa loeb and um i love all their stuff and i still love listening to them all the time that's it's wonderful to hear who has inspired you and that's amazing that you are going into these cancer care spots. Um, I did that years ago. I'm not in the cancer center right now, but that was such a special spot to bring music to. And I would sit and play in the waiting area and it was either, you know, people getting ready to go in for their chemotherapy or their radiation appointments, um, or it was also family members who were waiting while their loved ones were in their appointments. And then the nurses, of course, are just the most like loving people. Mm -hmm. And the doctors, they were so excited for the music. And the spot where I sat, actually, um, it was so beautiful. It was a two-story when it was open. And so the music mm -hmm. would come from where I was down in the cancer center and it would just float up to the second floor. Oh, and that made me so happy knowing that it was going even a little farther so it's such a gift um, that you're doing that in your community. And I know we can talk about that. It feeds us. I mean, oh. I think of the times back where, you know, I was pretty young, you know, probably late 20s, early 30s. And people would be like, hey, do you want to come to like so-and-so town and play at this bar? And like, you know, your set's going to be from like 8 to 11. And oh, maybe people get like really drunk and tip you really well. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and no. So I, I think about that from time to time, how, what a blessing it is to have a quote unquote gig in these yes, hospitals. I do. I, I, it, it is such a, it's such a blessing and it's very nourishing. Um, and, and I too, I, I joked with my friend when I try to describe to people the kind of music that I, that I make and enjoy singing, I'm like, I am not a bar singer. Like, I mean, like I just, you know, I'm, I'm more of like a listening room singer. Like everybody shush, like listen to the music. Um, you know, cause I, I love that experience too. Like when I've been to gone to Nashville, I love, I've gone to Bluebird and I've gone to listening room and I just love that experience where like everyone it's, it's mindfulness in action, right? You're just so in the present moment, like with the, the, the music, the musicality, um, that's, 
that's being transmitted. And also it's this reciprocal interaction that happens. And that's what I feel when I'm there. And, you know, it's, it's a new gig for me, but at the same time, I feel pretty comfortable in that arena um, in the hospital because I've been a therapist my whole career and I've worked in the hospital systems. And, um, and so I, and my husband's a physician. And so I, I think that it's, it's just, um, it's a very unique thing though, that not, I think every a hospital has, we're very lucky that, um, that the powers that be, you know, saw, saw this need for it and, and, and calling for it. And I think music therapy, art therapy, all those kinds of whatever you want to call them, like holistic services or complementary services, um, are for so many people vital. And if nothing else, it takes them out of, you know, just the drudgery and sometimes the real just distress of, you know, being in a situation like that, going through what you're going through, um, and you hear a song that maybe you haven't heard in a long time, or, you know, it brings back some positive memories from, you know, growing up, or um, I had a couple that was just like staring into each other's eyes as I was singing this one song. And it's just, you know, creating moments for people um, where they can actually look back to an experience they had, and it, it wasn't all awful. Um, that's pretty powerful. Um, and it does have a ripple effect um, and certainly ripples back to me. And I'm very grateful for that. It's so neat that you can appreciate that. And it made me think of the term healing arts, mm. you know, that it's, there are these healing arts and we get that. And um, I, I think I'm going to probably the entire conversation today, find all these little commonalities we have, but I almost became a therapist. I was that's a psychologist. All right. I was a psychology major and, and, uh, I thought I was going to get my social work degree and, um, and, and I not... almost went into music and I would, you know, it's like those fork in the road moments. Right. And so it just is like lovely when, I don't know, I'm, you know, in my early forties now. And, and I feel like sometimes as you age, at least what I found is you really are just getting, you're kind of refinding yourself. You're refinding the things that as a child you were naturally drawn to, that your, um, I don't know, that your heart naturally wants to like take part in. And for me, it's like, it's creativity, it's healing. It's, um, I don't even know if I'd call it spirituality, but it's almost just like this, like, I, I just love connection and, um, being, being a part of, um, creating more kindness and love in the world. So everybody, you know, whatever you want to call that. But, um, I think that, yeah, when you, for me, it's, it's finding those times and maybe if it can't be for people, you know, their full-time job, can you do, you know, you and I were joking, not joking, talking about and joking because it's like funny. Some of these like musicals are just like over the top, but I'm doing Fiddler on the Roof, um, coming up and I've got this like crazy part and it's just this like, um, it's this, this really magical thing about being able to find these little slices of paradise, right. In a little community theater show. And maybe you're just, you know, you're in the chorus or like you are just go to see a show or you, um, you know, are just take up painting part time or in the, like, it can be anything, but I honestly feel like, I don't know how many times creativity specifically singing and songwriting though, has just felt like it saved me, you know? Um, it's really, it's really buffered my heart against hard stuff. Um, and it sometimes makes life worth living in moments where otherwise it would have just been really, really tough. So that is so powerful. That is the heart, right? That's the heart of the matter. It's the heart. Why I'm, why I started a podcast, why I started songwriting coaching, why I haven't stopped songwriting after 20 years. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's like, it has saved us. It has comforted us. It has helped us understand and make sense of our lives. And um, I know that's why we've met and why we're sitting across from each other via Zoom right now, because we match that energy of like, mm -hmm. wow, this is like the stuff of life. And it's so true. Like when I started the songwriting coaching just two years ago, I thought, wow, I feel like all these people are just like coming out of the woods. We have a woods theme today. Um, but yeah, people are just like coming out of the woods. Like, you, you know, they have regular jobs or they're retired, but mute, like they're so called to music. And I really feel like so many people need to songwrite and it's being proven with people that I'm working with one after another, and it's helping them make sense of their lives. It's helping them 
even, you know, capture every chapter of their life. Now that I've been with them for some of them for like a year, it's like, you know, a mother's ill, um, you know, a parent passes away, uh, a child goes off to college, like they're, they're writing the soundtrack of their lives. That's right. Yeah. It's like, what just images came up to me is like, it's like scrapbooking a little bit. Right. I mean, it's just this like, you know, audio collage of, of like, you know, just putting together, making meaning of your life or logging it or, you know, because then I think of other types of writing, I've, I've never thought of myself as like a, just a writer, writer first, you know, I, I mean, I have a newsletter that I do every month and I've written stuff, you know, that's not like set to music, but I just, I, but I song, right. Like that's my, that's my go-to means of, um, communication in terms of like trying to, I guess, um, alchemize whatever, the whatever of life into something. For me, it's through that channel. Um, and it really, I think it's such a magical channel, like poetry is like that too. But I think music and songs kind of even for me, take it one step further. And it just creates this whole internal landscape like that you know that I song right and it's like yeah like that all of that um that I couldn't be able to like put into words in a just of essay form or something right um yeah something about the the chords and the you know the the notes and the and the words and the it's a, it's everything together um and I and I started playing guitar I learned started learning guitar in middle school um just so that I could accompany myself um to sing and songwrite so I always say in this order I'm a singer I'm a songwriter and then a distant third is guitar <laughs> because you know and I want people to know that though is because like it can be intimidating to learn an instrument you definitely don't have to learn one um but you also don't have to be the best at any of those things you know because it's really um for me, it's just not about that. You know, I'm not seeking fame. I'm not on your podcast because I'm seeking fame. You know, I just, I just feel like it's really important and I want to help be part of the, I don't know, the, the shift that is that I see happening in the world where people are hopefully being encouraged by other people to get back to basics around like what makes their heart sing. And for me, it like literally is singing, um, a lot of the time. Oh, I resonate so much with that. And now I actually think we're long lost twin sisters because I say the exact same thing. You know, someone will say, oh, you're a guitarist. I'm like, I'm a singer and I'm a songwriter and I play guitar. But I love that it's permission. Like I, that's why I love being a songwriting coach. And I do get criticized from time to time that people are just like, are you just saying you like my song? Is my song really good? Are you just saying that? And I'm like, that. that's not like good doesn't good is that you have like given yourself permission and you've allowed these emotions and this story to come out of you. That's good. Mm -hmm. I just get so excited when people give themselves permission and I help people catch, oh my gosh, you guys, you know, they're about to play a song in the group and they'll say like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't really know all the chords or, you know, they'll make all these excuses about their instrument playing. It's like, it's okay. Just wherever you are, be there. And then, yeah, if there's something you really want to get better at, let's like, you know, bring an intention to that. And let's mm -hmm. say, I'm going to start, you know, 10 minutes a day. I'm going to work on a new chord. But I love that you're bringing that up, that there is a shift. And I feel like I, I keep calling it, I'm helping at home songwriters is what yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like yeah, there are just so many people in our audiences, you know, my husband and I were out touring for so long. We met so many beautiful people and I just feel like there's so many people I've met and so many musical people. And I want there to be more songs written. Yes. And anytime well, someone writes a song, it's nothing like anyone else's song. No. And it's a perspective of the world I've never seen. That's absolutely right. I think it's just when it's authentic, it's beautiful and it is good, you know? Um, and, and I, yeah, I really think that looking at it that way is looking at it like a mindfulness practice, right? Like you're, you're sitting down with yourself in the present moment and what's coming up and, and being able to just emote what that is, um, and, and have it reflected back to you you know, in chords and your own, you know, your own voice, the lyrics, like 
it, you may walk away from that, you know, quote unquote writing session or whatever, and you may come back to it later and be like, oh my God, this is just garbage. <laughs> and, and I definitely have before. I was like, oh my God, even for me, that's melodramatic or whatever. Um, and, and so I'm just like, I don't know, but I really try not to like, you know, do the dramatic crumble up, throw away anything because they're all little seeds. They're all little nuggets. And you know how it usually my songwriting process, um, I really try, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I really try not to do a lot of rule-bound things. Like, this is my songwriting protocol, or this, I do it on these days, from these times, because I need this ritual and, and consistency. I think consistency is great. And that is, I think, one of the selfish reasons why, you know, I got the, the part-time gig, is so that I could keep up with my voice and keep learning new songs and, like, kind of pushing myself into a performance mode and making myself do it because I know it's important and I know it's a gift that I have and I want to be able to use that gift. But in terms of a songwriting process, like it's pretty intuitive and it's pretty unpredictable. And so I think, you know, again, it's sort of like a, um, two sides of the same coin of like, is it used for good or evil? But it's my phone, my cell phone, my smartphone, right? Because I can use my notes on it and I can use my voice memos on it. Um, and so I'll either have a lyric that pops in my mind and I just jot it down on this little notes that literally says like song chunks or lyrics or whatever it says. And then on my voice memos, I've just got so many that say like whatever name it is, hyphen ideas, <laughs> because you know, that's just how I code it. And it may be 20 seconds of something. It may be, you know, half a song. There's been times that I've sat down and I've written an entire song and that's a song that's made it on you know, to recording. So I think there's also permission in not being so rule bound, but just like mindfulness practice, the more that you can show up for it and do it consistently, that's sort of like what Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in her book, Big Magic, right? It's sort of like the more likely you'll catch the muse. Wonderful. I let you're making my job so easy today. I don't even have to really ask you questions because you're just intuiting what I want to talk okay. about. I tend next. to talk in soliloquies, so I'll also try to make it more of a conversation and working on that. Oh, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing awesome. I love it. Um, okay. I love the mindfulness that you have this gift and that you have, um, this calling to connect that, um, to life and to everything. And, I think when I, when I first started quote unquote teaching songwriting, you know, just a few years ago, I, for, it was almost like, oh, well, I just like tune in and the song starts to come through. No, I mean, but there, there is that mysterious process to describe. Yeah. But it's like this, it is a, a tuning in. And I also describe it as, you know, if you have meditated before, if you know how to clear your mind from all the chatter and quiet the ego and quiet all those different thoughts can you just tune in mm -hmm. to the music and to the words that want to come through and not judge them and not stop them and not be like because i'll still to this day be like what does that mean but i've learned to not even almost hear that question and i just mm -hmm. keep going and i just keep writing what i'm hearing that's right. and what i'm playing absolutely and and sometimes it's even just getting above the chatter so you can see the chatter and then you can observe the patterns about the chatter and so you know that's how i've got to be able to like come to the grand but obvious probably to everyone else conclusion that i'm a recovering perfectionist right because i've observed over time these patterns of like how i talk to myself when this happens you know the the thoughts that that ruminate in my mind when when i do something or I'm, you know so then I feel like, oh, okay, I've gotten then all of these insights and that connects to what the Vipassana, you know, mindfulness meditation is. It's called insight meditation because you're really just kind of getting still and tuning in so that you can have an idea of like the inner workings of your mind. So then you can make skillful choices about what you want to do with all that chatter and how you want to respond to it. Oh, I love hearing you describe that process. It's so always so insightful for any songwriter just to hear someone else's process, but for you to add that mindfulness component and how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like it's, 
you know, I, I really feed off of, I know it's not easy, you know, maybe for the average person to get still and to just really kind of find out what's going on. But that's kind of how we live around here in the Sibley household. It's like, okay, wait, let's like slow down. Mm-hmm. Let's tune in what's really going on. And, and um, it's funny you mentioned um, alchemy earlier because I had that word pop into me a couple weeks ago and I had to Google it. I'm like, okay, wait, what does alchemy actually mean? Right? And I was like, yes. Because I feel I use it too. I love that word. I just love the word. Um, it, yeah. What What is your working definition then? Well, for me, I mean, I don't know if I remember exactly what, what it said when I looked it up, but I thought, am I using it the right way? But it, it came to me in a way of like, wow, I'm making something like there's some magic happening here between like what is coming through me and I'm putting the music into it and I'm like stirring the pot and I'm, I'm making something new is being created. Yeah. So that is my unwebster, you know, definition of it. I think that that's exactly right. So I think magical. that's also that it sparked in me a parallel or a connection between that process that I feel like happens in songwriting. And also I I've always loved collage. Um, and I, you know, would in college, I can remember just, you know, cause I don't know, I have a lot of, I had a lot of 17 magazines probably back then, but I remember like collaging them and putting them in my journal. And I did sort of like more of like a diary journal back then, but then I would just, you know, do a page where I just, flip through magazines and I like intuitively there were images and words that like just called to me and they I believe that it's my subconscious or my you know my more like non-analytical brain that was that was feeling called to those and so then I would sort of put them together I move them around and you know so it's sort of a similar thing where you're taking these things that belonged you know they're in a certain narrative um you know because this picture was in this ad about you know I don't know Skechers shoes or whatever and then you like but you cut it out and you put it in here and it's something completely different. This word out of context is something completely different. Um, and so one of the things that I've loved doing um, as I've as my little business has evolved, I um, stepped back from clinical practice as a therapist and have a small business where I do um, creative mindfulness offerings in you know, workshop form, we do retreats, talk to organizations, but I do what I call mindful vision boarding where we're not necessarily putting up like um, cutting out pictures of granite countertops and putting them on and like trying to like manifest granite countertops in our kitchen. Um, you know, nothing wrong with that. I would love them, (laughs) but, but it's more about like, for me, the mindfulness is what imagery or words are calling to my authentic self, my heart that are sort of speaking to how I want to show up in my life in a mindful way. So, um, you know, I, I still have my mindfulness, my vision board that I did a couple years ago up and um, the images, I, I try to have ongoing conversations with them and I keep trying to find something new in them. And I sometimes feel like that's what songs do too. We'll listen to a song at a certain point in our life and it, it sort of gives us a message or we intuit something from it. And then, you know, we can revisit it and find something new in it. Um, and, and so one of the beautiful discoveries that I've had um, just as I've wanted to learn more about how to bring collage into sort of a mindfulness framework and how to actually like use it in workshops with people is um, something called soul collage. So I became a soul collage facilitator. If anyone wants to check that out, it's really cool. Um, But it's, I I just see a lot of parallels because we're creating, but we don't have to start from scratch because we're just really alchemizing, right? I don't think we ever start from scratch. We have all of the ingredients. We're just putting them together in, in this, um, in a different way that really says something, um, I think beautiful, um, because we're the ones saying it. Yeah. I love, I love hearing that. And it reminds me of, um, you know, the kaleidoscopes we had as kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like looking in there and shifting it around just a little bit and let things kind of move around. I just, I love that idea of play and experiment yes. Yes. and, um, that was and I love the year this year play oh, because I'm not, I'm yes. far too serious. That's a perfectionistic <laughs> thing. Right. And so I'm like, I need to just have more play. I need to be less focused on output and, you know, more focused on process and, and just sort of letting go and allowing again, permission for, to the process. Right. And I'm not necessarily, there's some mystery in when you're doing collaging too, what's this going to end up? What is it going to be like, look like, I don't know. What's this song going to be like, look like, unless I'm specifically doing, writing a song as a commission song where someone is very specifically telling me it's for this person in this way, but I still don't know quite how it's going to turn out. 
Um, and usually that scares me to death in other contexts in my life, but somehow in songwriting, it's like, it's almost liberating. Mm, it is. It's more of a letting go. There's times where I describe it as, um, you know, you're flying a plane, but you can't see at all. Like it's just cloudy or foggy and you just can't see where you're going, but you just get, just keep going, see what mm -hmm. comes and mm -hmm. find the next little piece of your song. You know, I want to ask you, I was thinking of questions songwriters ask me and I had a couple come through. Let's see. I was thinking how, how do you know, um, when a song of yours is finished, that was a most recent, um, like I, you know, someone said to me, I just have trouble knowing if it's done. So whether you want to talk about that or, you know, is there a difference for you between like the first inspiration that you get of a song and then when you're actually more in like an editing phase? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anything in there that you want to yeah, share with our songwriting listeners? I think it's a great question. Um, and of course, with anything, there's probably a spectrum of experiences that I've had with that um, and different answers I could posit. But I think that um, usually I will just kind of feel into it and and there will be sort of this nagging internal sense of no, not quite yet. Um, and then I've learned to like, I've, I've really had to kind of train myself. I think, again, mindfulness has helped my like distress tolerance skills because there is a certain level of distress with like kind of closing your book and being like, I think it's done and good enough. And then there's also, I don't know, for me, this like terrifying, Thing that happens when I play it for someone else for the first time and I'm like I sometimes I say to them please let me know if this is already a song right it's like that Ed Sheeran lawsuit thing like is someone already has this is a melody is this an actual song because like it was coming through to me but is it coming through because I heard it somewhere else so I think there's always like a you know a scary moment there when you sort of put it out into the world to somebody for the first time um and I try not to too much let, uh, you know, unless it's literally that situation, they're like, yeah, that's not your song. That's someone else's song. You need to move along. But um, usually if they don't say that and they're like, whatever yeah, other reaction they have, I, I really try not to let their reaction dictate if I go forward with the song or not in terms of, you know, if I feel called to sing it out or to put it on a recording or something like I usually try to listen to myself about that because it's meaningful to me and because it moves me, there's gotta be, there, there's gotta be a string that needs to be pulled and that somebody else out there is going to resonate with that. And that's enough for me. Um, like I just, I had a song come through in different chunks, like over the last, Oh gosh, I think I started writing it maybe like four or five months ago, wrote a couple of verses. I always try to, for songwriters out there, the thing that I do, I keep a little songwriting notebook um, and I always date whatever I'm working on. And so then I can kind of just see my progression of like, when in the year did I write that, come back to it. Um, and, you know, this had like three or four different dates on it. And then, the, you know, just up until literally last night, I was still putting touches on it. And I'm like, you know, I think it's okay. I think it's good. I don't know ultimately if I'll record it or not. And then, yeah, if I, if I do get to the point where, I, where I'm thinking about recording it, um, I do trust, I usually work with, um, at least for, for the, the, the EP, I've worked with somebody whose musical taste I trust and who I feel safe with um, in terms of, because he, a skill set that I am not interested in developing right in this time in my life is like all the production stuff. So I, I do farm that out to somebody else uh, who I Smart. trust. Um, but he will, I, I'm a very wordy songwriter. Um, so he'll be like, do you think maybe you could say that as a little more succinctly, you know, maybe cut out this word, this word, or leave. And I'm like, sometimes I get pretty like protective, right. Of my lyric babies. But sometimes I'm like, you know, let me try. And sometimes that feels good. And sometimes I have to stand up for myself and be like, no, I think I'm going to say, I'm going to, going to leave it how it is. Um, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, you know, I, I think again, it's so subjective, um, that I think that's, that that's really it. It's subjective and you're not always going to know when your song is finished. I think for me, the harder part isn't when my initial song is finished, but when the recording process is finished, 
because honestly, I hate the recording process. It's so stressful because you are like literally going through everything with a fine tooth comb. You know, every breath you take, every slightly little pitchy note you sing, you know, you're just dissecting all of that because, you know, when you're listening to a recording, the ear can really pick up on those things in a live thing, you know, a live session, you, you don't notice those things as much. So that's where my perfectionism really comes back online. And I really have to say, Ooh, okay, it's good enough. Um, after, after going over and what does my budget allow? So <laughs> I think right. all of those things are subjective. Um, so, so important. Yeah, some thoughts. Oh, I love it. I, it's so important to catch those. And I think it's just that double edge. Like you have such a good ear, so you're going to hear every little thing, but yeah, let's like, you know, let's use the good ear. Let's let it, it doesn't need to be perfect. It's so, it's so human and we all have to help each other. It's so good to have someone you trust. And I love, you know, backing up a little bit. I love that you just said that, like at the end of the day, like it's, it's up to you. And, you know, and as a songwriting coach, I'm going to, you know, people are going to ask for my suggestions and I'm going to give them, but I'm also going to say, what do you think? What's your instinct? What feels right? What's that little meter inside you saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, it's so important to um, trust yourself and to allow this healing. Like at the end of the day, it's more, the healing is more important to me. And I think that's where you and I connect on such a neat level. Yes. And that's what I think ultimately that's what motivates me to let it be good enough and get a recording out. Not that I'm recording all the time and getting all these things out, but that's what keeps me motivated. Just like get it out there because if it's just sitting inside me or on the paper, you know, I, I'm not so cocky to think that it's going to change the world by me releasing the song. But point being like, that's, that's a part of why, what I feel like I'm here to be able to do is to like, whether it inspires someone to write their own songs because they heard it, whether it helps someone through a moment where they really resonate with how I was feeling and they felt that same way, whatever it does, it's not my job to like tell them how they need to like listen to the song and what it means or anything. But, um, but it is my job to, to, I think to create and to use my, I don't, I don't know if I even like that word gifts, but to use whatever I've been given to, um, to, to share with the world and world could be two people or world could be a thousand people that stream the song. Like, I don't know. Um, and and so, yeah, that's kind of what motivates me. I love it. There's the, some of the terms I've been using like that are like, you're showing up, you're putting yourself on the hook, you're answering the calling and it's so important and it's so sweet to have you on today. And I want to have you share another song because we've had such a good time talking, but we'll have you share another song before we wrap up. But what's really neat is you are so grounded and how beautiful to use your, um, how beautiful to use your therapy background and this like just naturally sunny attitude you have. I mean, people can't see you like I can, but you have a smile on your face and you're just, your groundedness is inspiring and your permission that you're giving yourself. It's inspiring. You're a mom. Like I am, we have a family and Mm -hmm. we're inspiring our kids by showing up and not being afraid to put ourselves out there and to do this healing and to share it in these healthcare settings. So hopefully all the songwriters listening today, I'm sure are inspired by you and by me and our conversation to do your songwriting, you know, let it be messy and, and let it out and, um, you know, let us all be human together and, and share that way. That's so we- right. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And songwriting, I, I mean, it's a reflection of life and life is messy, you know? And so I, the groundedness that you see, I've had to work really, really hard for, you know, therapy, medication, good social support, um, you know, yoga, um, ex- yeah, other regular exercise, you know, watching, you know, what I'm putting into my body, how I'm treating my body, how I'm talking to myself and it ebbs and flows. And a lot of what I write about, you know, sometimes I've, I've joked that I tend to write lullabies to myself. Like it's going to be okay. Like, at, you know, that's kind of what the whole EP, like that's <laughs> Walden is probably like the least amount of that type of song, um, in the most subtle ways, but there are other songs on that EP that are really just like, life is really hard. There's one song on there called Other Shoe. Like what are those times in your life? Because I've struggled with anxiety and depression chronically over the course of my life. 
And at moments it is, it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm feeling okay right now. So that means that pretty soon I'm going to feel terrible again. And so like it, it, you know, that, that EP was very vulnerable to put out, but you know what? I can talk about mental health now to be able to, to, to link that to music. And for me, that's a gift too that I share. I'm not working as a therapist right now, but I'm sharing about the importance of destigmatizing, talking about mental health, um, and to, to draw back the curtain a little bit so that, you know, if someone is able to give me a compliment, I'm also working on just receiving those and not doing what I'm doing now and talking about it all the time. <laughs> but, but I also want to be able to, to, to let people know, um, yeah, groundedness and self-confidence and those kinds of things, um, aren't just for the lucky few. Like it, it takes a lot. It sometimes takes a village and it sometimes takes a lifetime, Mm. but it's worth it and you're worth it. Um, and if songwriting is a coping skill on that path, or if listening to songwriters, um, is a coping skill on that path, do that. Um, and if sharing your songs helps you do that, because I guarantee if it's coming from your heart in an authentic place, somebody else is going to benefit. Well, I so appreciate you sharing honestly and vulnerably and like, yeah, we don't want to just show our highlight reels like the, you know, we're here and like, this was like, no, like, you know, you've, you've done it, you've been there, you go through it, you work on it every day. And I so appreciate that and that sentiment and how much that can heal others. And we would love to hear another one of your songs and then people are going to go listen to your albums that you have out there. Amazing. Well, the, so the, the one I played earlier, Walden is from Driftwood that I did, um, last year, this one that I'm going to play for you shine is from my 2020 album. I did it as a studio album. Um, and it's called shine that, and this is sort of like, if there are any song that it's sort of like my calling card <laughs> or my encore or whatever you want to call it. Like, I feel like it's this song because it's really the message around, um, every day, if we can step back and look around, there's always something to be grateful for. And there's always some kindness that we're able to give. Every day ecstasies, they won't elude me Now that I've opened my eyes Yesterday's gone and tomorrow will soon be Now is the moment I prize This here, here, this now Is the time for us all to rise the time for us all to climb 
Oh, my heart is full. Thank you so much for singing to me and to our listeners and lighting the path. You're just so answering the call of more love in this world and more kindness. And I'm starting to envision like, you know, a whole show of your songs, a whole Broadway, you know, a whole Broadway show, um, just so beautiful. And it's the message that I feel like we all really need to hear. Um, it's that, you know, um, antidote, sometimes I say anecdote by accident, but antidote to fear, anxiety, loneliness, all the things that we are suffering from in our world. So thank you for being medicine for us and for the people you sing for in your family. And mm -hmm. I hope you feel that love back today from the music that you give. And I'm going to put in the show notes um, where people can listen to you. But of course, they can look you up, Katie Overly, on Spotify and Apple Music. And Katie has a beautiful website, you guys, um, Katie Overly Creative. And I'll put the link to that and um, sign up on her mailing list because you'll get these beautiful little emails in your inbox. It'll just remind you to smile and be creative and be mindful. And um, you really have a knack um, for sharing your gifts. And, and it's been such a pleasure to be with Thank you today. You, oh, likewise. Thanks for this opportunity. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Katie. Thanks so much. I look forward to more collaborations between us. Agreed. Yes. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Songwriters Podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you are listening, and then you will get a notification uh, each time I upload a new episode, which will be happening more and more. All right, guys, take good care. Yeah.